0: First Timothy chapter six, verses 17 through 19. As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life this is the word of the lord thanks be to god all right jackson we are in first timothy we're kind of on these closing remarks uh from from paul to timothy and um you know we we won't go deep on this but i i love first and second timothy um mm. because it's you know two letters from a mentor to a young man who's who's kind of been given more than he can really handle. Yeah. And, and it's just great fatherly advice that's drenched in yeah. love and, and fatherly affection. And um so everything that we read in, you know, First Timothy or Second Timothy, it's it's helpful to remember that it's going to, you know, a young guy who's being sent to Ephesus. And he's kind of having to get this church back on the rails and having to oppose a lot of, you know, teachers and and Mm -hmm. leaders who are much older than him and probably much wiser than him in an earthly sense and conversational sense. So anyways, that's where we are. And it's interesting, Some one of the last, or really the last charge, um, Mm -hmm. that's like a specific charge is to... To commend generosity to yeah. the rich. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this passage and what it can speak to us here in 2022? Yeah.
1: So, it, you know, that last point that you made, that's <coughs> huge. You know, he's commending generosity to the rich, meaning that there are rich among them. Mm-hmm. You know, there was this big movement a few years back. Maybe it's still going, but essentially the movement said, you know, it kind of relied on a, a I think an improper reading of the rich young ruler. And it said, part of what it means to be a Christian is to, is to get rid of all human or all, uh, uh worldly riches. So, mm-hmm. so if you have some sort of financial wealth, what it means to be a Christian is to get rid of it. Like th- there is no rich person, uh, within the, the community of God. And in this passage saying, say, no, there's, there's rich people. Let me give some instructions to those rich people and, and let me actually, uh, uh, seek to guide them in a sense so that they would know that while they are rich, their riches are not where true life is found. It's not the ultimate thing of this life. And their riches provide them an opportunity, opportunity to be generous and to steward those for. The glory of god and the good of the people of god and Mm. communities and nations but but then there's that final word which is just so beautiful and so profound uh so thus storing up treasure for themselves is a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life Mm. Well, what is not truly life is having a relatively carefree life that Uh, having certain financial resources could provide Mm -hmm. what is not truly life is being able to buy whatever you want What is not truly life is having um you know a family and 2.5 uh kids and a dog Mm -hmm. and all all those sorts of things that that might be goals or aspirations for some of us where true life is found is in christ jesus and the things Mm -hmm. of christ jesus yeah Mm -hmm. And, and and so you can have a type of wealth and live for that, which is truly life by utilizing that wealth uh, in a Godward way.
0: Mm, absolutely. You know, this passage makes me think of uh, James chapter one, verse nine, mm-hmm. let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation and the rich in his humiliation, yep. because like a flower of the grass, he will pass away. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think you're, dead on like there there's this over correction sort of movement of like you know wealth equals bad poverty equals good and you know i think the scripture addresses this you know we're most all of us are familiar with the teaching of christ mm-hmm. um that it's easier for a camel to enter the eye of a needle right than a rich man to enter heaven mm-hmm. we normally stop there but the, the disciples say, you know, like, basically, is there who any... Who then can be saved? Yeah, exactly, yeah. who can be saved? And Jesus says, uh, you know, with man it is impossible, with God all things are possible.
1: Amen, praise the
0: Lord. And so even that stark warning is followed up by this great promise that God can do all things. Yeah. And, you know, I, I love, when it comes to money, one of my favorite passages is in Proverbs 30, hmm. which is just a great prayer. And um, he basically says, Lord, don't give me so little that I would be tempted to steal and don't give me so much abundance that I would be puffed up and, you know, think that I am independent of you, but, you mm-hmm. know, essentially you give me that which I need. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is, you know, sort of this mindset, like this, this equilibrium of, you know, just receive your daily bread from the Lord. And, and if he has given you an abundance of things, rejoice in the fact that That you know, there's the Latin phrase "Memento Mori," Mm. remember you will die. Yeah, remember that everything around you is passing away. Yeah, and moth and rust will destroy it. But your name is written in the book of life. Amen. And I think that that is a great encouragement to a church in Mm -hmm. Buckhead, where there's lots of acclaim and affluence floating in the air around us. Right, and. It's a great reminder that, you know, God doesn't detest the wealthy, but it is, there is plenty of warning Mm -hmm. that you're going to be constantly tempted to, to have one foot on faith and one foot on your earthly storehouses. And yet we're called to rejoice knowing that the only certainty, certainty that we have in life is the faithfulness of God and and the life we have in him. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Just reminds me of the
1: all glory be to Christ him based yeah. on the, the, the verse from John or from uh, James four <clears throat> to you who boast tomorrow's gain. Tell me what is your life? Mm. A mist it vanishes at all. It vanishes at dawn. All glory be to Christ. What is this life about? It, well, it's about Christ. <laughs> you know, he is who we've been made for. Uh, this world is about knowing him and worshiping and enjoying him. And to the extent that we get that right, we'll do well uh, mm. because that'll lead us to steward our riches well. It'll lead us to to be a people who who use the things that have been trusted to us for good. Um, but yeah, if we're living for tomorrow's gain, uh, then man, that's a sad that's a sad reality to be found in because it will vanish and mm. it will vanish very quickly.
0: Absolutely. Well, to close, uh, I pulled it up the Proverbs 30 passage. So we got more than a bad paraphrase (laughs) This is Proverbs 30 verse eight, give me neither poverty nor riches, feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. And, you know, I just think this is so resonant with give us today our daily bread Amen. and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So may that be our prayer today. Praise God. For Jackson Randall. This is Will Carlisle. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant. And Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's word.